What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, I'm with Codis, but today is a little interesting. Um, Codis, I wrote a book. <laughs> no, not all of it. Um, I just started um, okay. this past week. I, I knew that I had been wanting to write this book, um, yeah. and that the it Bible? was something. Yeah, definitely not. Um, definitely not. This is definitely man inspired. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, I'm titling it Drawing Near, um, going off of James 4, 8. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Yeah. And so I'm, I love that verse. It's, it's a really good one. And so I'm, I'm focusing it. My demographic that I'm writing it towards is uh, something that I can relate to myself, which is a backsliding Christian Um Either that or uh, a new Christian, the one and the same in terms of it's uh, the purpose of it is in the last sentence of what this uh, of my prelude, which is essentially um, teaching you. This is this this book is going to be a tool to teach you how to to grow near to God. So um, I think it's really neat. Um, I, I I don't know. I've written I've, I've written the first chapter and the prelude. So I'm going to I'm going to read through the prelude for this, uh, I guess, this podcast. And so All what right. I want you. What I want you to do is I want you to hear it. I want you to give All feedback. Right. Um, I'll be comfy. Know. Okay, yeah. Go for it, man. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not long or anything like that. Um, but here's another thing I want you to think about. Um, and this goes for outside of this podcast as well. <clears throat> if there is something that you wish you knew at the beginning of your faith about the faith, Oof. what would it be? Um, you don't have to answer that oh, now. Okay. Um, Rhetorical. Yeah, yeah. For now it is. Um, if now, you think yeah. of it while I'm, I'm reading, feel free to uh, to write it down and or uh, if you think about it in two days from now, just text it to two me. Days from now. Um, all right. So, because I've got a running list of uh, topics and stuff. So, but anyways, with all that being said, so here is the prelude to the book. So here's a little bit of a sneak peek to drawing near. All right, um, sweet. <laughs> uh, Early access. No, no, I'm nervous. Okay, right. we won't look. We won't look. Yeah, yeah, don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> but this is how it starts. I've always been a fisherman. My dad taught me when I was just a few years old. My parents took me and my siblings on a vacation during the summer. We stayed in an old, musty, one-story condo that had parking available up under the condo itself because it was vaulted in case of flooding. Once opening the front door, you're inside of the living room. Hanging on the walls were paintings of sunsets and sunrises, wooden fish made to look like they were swimming in a pool on the wall, sorry, in a school on the wall, and water stains on the ceiling. Ten feet in front of you was the kitchen, and and if you looked at your 10 o'clock, you could see the hallway to the one and only bedroom. In the living room was a fold-out couch where my older siblings and I would all sleep together. It was probably one of those couches where if you slapped it, a dust cloud would fly up, but uh, we didn't care. We were just happy to be there. I was just happy to be there. My dad liked to fish, so he had brought a couple of fishing poles and left them outside just below the porch. Right behind the condo, there was a, a dark green lagoon with a dock. I always loved that dock because you could see fish jumping out of the water. My brother and I used to swim in the lagoon while my dad uh, fished, and we'd see them jumping and say, Look, it's a flying fish! And then one morning, I, uh, I woke up naturally at sunrise, and I decided to go fishing. Keep in mind, I was only a few years old, um, but I, so I was capable of making decisions, but I wasn't able to think through them. So what if there was no bait? What if I fell in the water without my little floaties? What if I caught a catfish and it barred me? Heck, what if I even caught a fish? I wasn't capable of thinking through what ifs. I was simply reacting on instinct. I got up out of bed without waking up my siblings, and I went outside. And by all means, I was unequipped, but I knew what I wanted to catch. Um, sorry, I, but I knew I wanted to catch a fish. Once I was outside, I could smell the morning peach breeze. Without putting shoes on, I walked down the old splintery stairs in hopes of finding a fishing pole. And I got lucky. There was a leftover dried-up worm on a hook. 
now I'm not gambling, but now I'm not a gambling man. The uh, the the stutter's not in there. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I wondered. I was like, why'd you have that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I'm not a gambling man, but I don't think that it was a coincidence. God knew that someday I would be telling you this story. So I grabbed the rod and I walked down the dock all by myself. I didn't know what I was doing. My dad had always baited my hooks, set the hook in the fish's mouth, and unhooked the fish. I was unequipped with the proper knowledge. As I approached the end of the dock, I got eager. My heart started to pound with excitement. My mind started racing with all the things that I could possibly catch. I remember letting my little toddler toes dangle off the side of the dock and trying to cast my line as far as I could. In reality, my dried up worm didn't make it far, but in my inexperienced toddler mind, it would do just fine. Now, I don't have a bobber. No, I simply had a line, a hook, and a dried up worm. And if you've ever fished with a similar setup, then instead of watching for the bobber to go into water, you're watching your line in hopes of seeing it start moving away from you, almost as if it's running. So here I am, unequipped, but equipped with the only knowledge that I need. I see my line start to run. I forgot to set the hook, but I did remember to reel. Next thing I knew, I had a little fish on the hook flopping on the deck. So now what? Oh, I hadn't thought this far ahead, so I relied on the only knowledge that I did have. Daddy can do it. I picked up my rod with the fish still attached, and I ran back inside the condo. Once I got inside, I saw my dad standing over the stove cooking breakfast, and I happily shouted, Daddy, look what I got. And as he turned, I saw three facial expressions go from one to the other, happy, worried, and confused. You see, he was happy that I was happy about catching a fish, but yet he was worried because he knew this meant that his wife would find out that he let their youngest son go unsupervised near a body of water for an undetermined amount of time. And then he became confused because he didn't know how I did it. So he told me, good job, unhooked the fish and said, now go throw back in the water and quickly come back. I just got a work email. That's interesting. This late at night. Anyways, I've always been a fisherman. Even when I didn't think I was, I am. You see, just because you don't know who you are in God's eyes or what you are to be for God's kingdom does not mean that you are not already it. God already knows how he intends to use you for his kingdom. In his mind, you are that already. The only thing missing is that you aren't properly equipped. Or are you? Looking back, I realized that I wasn't properly equipped. In air quotes. I had no rod. I had no bait. I didn't know how to unhook a fish. I had no logical reason to think that I could go catch a fish. The only thing I had was desire, a calling, if you will. Now, let me clarify, I'm not saying that all desire is a God-given calling, but I do think that sometimes a God-given calling can be driven by passion. By our standards, I was unequipped, but by God's standard, I was equipped. He knew what I needed and when I needed it, and he put them in my path in his timing, not mine. He just wanted me to follow that calling, so I walked by faith. I followed that calling. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says to walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes our sight is found in reason, hindsight, foresight, etc. We use our knowledge to determine our actions, but our sight or knowledge is misleading. Illusions fool us all the time. That is why we ought to walk by faith and not by sight. When we walk by faith, we are walking by God's knowledge, and God knows all. Remember in the story where I realized that Daddy can do it? At what point in our adult lives does it become apparent that God can do it? He can handle our burdens, our weight, our stress. In fact, he gives us, or he gives rest to the weary. And that's a Matthew eleven twenty eight. He think, or sorry, I think that as adults, we rely too often on our sight. And we need to have a factory reset to that of a child so that we can walk by faith. Matthew 18, 3 says, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So with that being said, children are never equipped. That's why they have parents to guide them. They have much to learn. Likewise, we have a father to guide us. When it comes to doing God's will, God calls us all. 
He walks, or sorry, he wants us to walk in faith, not by sight, to act on the calling, regardless of not knowing if we even have bait, regardless of not knowing what to do with the fish. I'm a fisherman. I simply catch fish, air quotes, and around fish. I've been called to be a fisher of men, but I'm not alone in this calling. You are called too. God equips us with his word, the Bible. This book isn't, and this is the book I'm writing at this point, not the Bible, but this book isn't meant to be a replacement of that by any means. No, this book would teach you how to apply his word into your calling. And that's the prelude. Dude, I am so excited for this book to come out. I always think that was so good. I love that. I, that was, <laughs> dude, this thing's going to be big, dude. This is, <laughs> I am so excited for this book. This well, thanks, is, man. oh my goodness, dude. You don't even know. Man. This is, this is awesome. That was like, the best prelude I've ever read. Oh, thanks, man. That was like, <laughs> dude, that was so good. And like, that, if that's just the beginning, dude, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's the beginning to the beginning. Chapter one starts with, I'm a mere fisherman. <laughs> and then I, get, I basically just go into it some more. Um, but I the way, excited. the way I'm setting it up is like, I don't know how to describe it, but with, in uh, communications, or if you ever take a public speaking class, you know that you need to start off with like a story or something attractive to, to keep somebody's attention, right? Because yeah. we have quickest attention spans. Yeah. So um, I'm writing each chapter as if it's a sermon on that subject. So, for example, chapter one is called Mere Fisherman. It's the introduction. So it's not really going to be a sermon, but it's the introduction mm-hmm. to the, the book and the, the purpose of it. Yeah. Um, but with a story. Um, and I, I basically go into a little bit of the detail of um, – Really, the book kind of starts when I was in the, the, the bottomest, bottommost part of the valley in my life when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of starts there, and I go into the loneliness of that. And then anyways, um, which I, I can send you this uh, chapter one at some point. Well, I guess if – anyways, I'll wait till it's all done. But uh, So chapter one is called A Mere Fisherman, and then uh, I talk a little bit about that and how the world looks at us as if we are just – mere fishermen but mm-hmm. god looks at us as so much more but then chapter two is called fishers of men and then after that i've got who is god god's promises god's voice a chapter on saving faith um so it's it's basically this book is going to be what brought me out of that deep valley um and how it brought me closer to god of course the title is drawing near so how i chose to draw near to god and how i learned more about him ultimately this drawing near and him coming near to me as well so that's awesome i am like so excited about this like i'm (laughs) really excited now this that was so good like you had my full attention that whole time like that was good sweet you're such a good storyteller like that was so amazing (laughs) the way you like described it well that's just a natural author dude like it was so awesome that's my wife actually um so i i wrote it and i was like Mm -hmm. this is basic like I feel like I'm reading a commentary and she's like, um, <laughs> what is the best part of Christian mythology? That's funny. That's what somebody commented. Um, but when she, when I had her read it, she's like, you need more description, like more descriptive words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, describe what you saw in those moments. And I was like, um, cause that's, so- that's what brought me in. Like you were like, I, I could like visualize the whole cabin. Like, I yeah. Could, yeah. Like, Every that, little bit of it, even like the water stains, like I could just visualize yeah. like exactly yeah. what that cabin looked like. Cool. So uh, that, that was, was her so idea, good. which is oh, so excited. Me, yeah. She told me what to do. And I, I just, uh, your wife is smart. She's very smart. She's very educated. Um, Go Jenna. Right. 
but uh so yeah i uh, i got excited about it like i don't know throughout all throughout like middle school and high school i was forced to to write for assignments and so i never enjoyed it which well i take that back so like in, in elementary school i used to write stories for fun um i don't remember the stories but they were like crazy like they were like sci-fi like can this pizza slice beat a yeah. gorilla you know like stuff mm-hmm. stupid like that and uh and i used to write like pages and pages like a 10 page like story about a, like a pizza fighting a gorilla anyways mm-hmm. stupidest thing ever and uh but anyways i used to like put them up on my wall because i enjoyed writing it um, yeah. and then as i got older and assignments poured in with writing i just grew to where i didn't like writing um and uh i don't know god uh, kind of has led me to this and uh and so awesome. i yeah, I just sat down and started writing one night, and it was like, "Wow, I actually enjoy this." <laughs> and uh, so it's all fun. like stuff is fun when you don't have when school's not involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like I sure. like writing sometimes, but when it's for school, no, I, you know, like reading. Like I don't like reading when I have to at school. Yeah, Stupid. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Danny said uh, this is actually a book that I'll read. Um, it, that's what I'm saying, bro. This yeah. book is powerful already. Like, well, thanks, man. Prelude, man. That is, I yeah. I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, I can read chapter one, but I will say um, we're going to have this on the Yolt website. We're going to sell this thing. That'll work, man. Um, I will say my goal is to write a chapter a day because it doesn't take me long to write a chapter. Like these aren't like extensive chapters. I'm not an author. I'm not a real author. This isn't going to be some 600 pages. <laughs> this is going to be like 100 pages. <laughs> um, so like, hey, that's all you need. You just need a little, you know, like no, where's that yeah. one book at? Like I this don't is know it is. this is literally only to be like a max of 30 chapters is what i'm thinking because this isn't like i mean yeah people can like the book itself like the bible itself that is the book um the bible itself is depending on the version but like it's huge right thousands thousands of pages yeah you could write on commentary alone probably twice as much as that when you're cross-referencing and stuff but like this (laughs) isn't that this is simply bringing together information all into one tool so to help us understand this the specifics of certain thoughts better yeah. um without having to search through the thousands of pages of the bible to find it it's all right there at your own convenience so yeah that's the goal at least that's awesome dude that is awesome so we'll see um it, it it'll be whatever god wants it to be i know that much. yeah i'm hoping it's something big dude because that was good that was like i know it was just a prelude but yeah I don't read the preludes. Maybe I should. That was really good. Well, I don't either. So I don't know if that should be a prelude or if that should be a chapter one. <laughs> that was just good. Like, um, I don't know. I so, loved that. That was so good. I actually, I asked my wife because I like the prelude a lot. And I asked my wife, I was like, should I make the prelude chapter one and chapter one the prelude? I, I mean, from my experience, I would say yes because nobody reads the prelude. Like, I'll be honest, I always skip the prelude. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I do too. I do too 100%. Like, I don't even know what prelude means, so I just uh-huh. skip it. It's the it's basically the introduction to the introduction is what it means. Like um, it's 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 probably the best prelude ever written, but no one reads I, a prelude. I wouldn't say that, but no, you're right. Um, and so, but chapter one, it it doesn't build off of those thoughts because there's not like any uh, I guess abstract thoughts in there. I will say the one sentence I really like in this was, uh, or maybe it was two sentences, but it was. Just because you don't know who you are in God's eyes or what you are to become in God's kingdom does not mean that you are not already it. Yeah. That's that. I thought that that was really powerful. Yeah. Um, and I made that whole little section its own little paragraph, but, um, but anyways, so, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm still debating on if I should swap out chapter one in the prelude, but, uh, I don't, I know chapter one, 
in and of itself has its own message. So I guess probably not because there there is no real message in the prelude, which is kind of the point. It's just kind yeah. of like introdu- introducing it. But uh, yeah. Anyways, um, dude, this is this is so exciting. God is gonna do good things for this book. I feel like. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll do with it as he wishes, by all yeah. means. Um, you know, it goes back to like in the at the end of the last podcast, we had the question about you know, TikTok and stuff like that, and all it is is about content. And the same goes for life. I mean, if you really want something to to work, you just have to advertise it enough. Yeah. Um, like you look at the Jesus Loves You Co. shirt company. The reason they work is because they advertise like crazy. Same with Three Nails. They advertise like crazy. Dude, three Nails is so expensive. Like, they that's are. just It's overpriced. It's like mm-hmm. 80 bucks for a hoodie. Yeah, like and, that. for sure. And you know, the reason that we see the Jesus Loves You Co. shirts everywhere is because they're so cheap. So like you'll see all these Christian content creators wearing yeah. a Jesus Loves You Co. shirt because yeah. it's so cheap. It's, it's, we'll and that's what, our, yeah, that's what our goal is. But, um, People so. are being picky. Yeah, yeah, well. It's all right. It's all a part of the process. Yeah. So I guess I'll ask you again. Maybe you thought of a, a question or a topic. If there was one thing that you knew uh, at the beginning of your faith that you know now about the faith, what would it be? It's not all unicorns and butterflies. It's 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 a heck of a ride, and it's going to mm-hmm. suck at times. Like, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But at the end, the end goal, when you finally get to hug Jesus, it's 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 worth it. But the walk is not an easy walk. Highway to hell and stairway to heaven. You just got to keep building every day. And even when you lose motivation, you just got to keep on keeping on. Joe Dirt. He said that. <laughs> keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. That's a good point. I just added it to my list of, uh, of, of stuff to talk about. Make sure I talk about. So. Are Sweet, you going to put like a thing in the beginning? Like, oh, this is for my mom or something. <laughs> you got to do that. Like, uh, this book is for my dad. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, thanks to these people for encouraging it. Dude, I, 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 can, I would put your name in it. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> but, dude, I can imagine your dad, like, just in the morning, cooking breakfast, looks over and see, sees you with the fish. Like, Dad, look what I got. You see, I, I was going to be more descriptive and be like um, the hairy beast of a man that was my father was standing shirtless. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, that would get yeah. a good laugh. Yeah, a little bit too descriptive. Um, yeah, I will I say there, there's some funny, uh, I don't know, I, I interject some uh, some of my dry humor into uh, chapter one. So I guess we'll have to wait for that. I'm but. so excited, man. Yeah. Um, you ever been drunk on cherry vanilla Coke? What? You can do that? <laughs> That's in chapter one, my friend. Oh, man, dude, this, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. My goal is to have it finished in a month, actually. Uh, oh, okay. So a chapter a day, no more than 30 chapters. Um, How much so, are you going to sell the book for? Do you know? I guess it's probably up with the editor and stuff, too. Yeah. That's, that's um, later on down the road. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought that far. Thinking um, too late. You know, I'm torn because I don't want to sell it. I want to give it. Um, but at the same token, um, you can't live on uh, on gifts yeah. alone, so you have to be able to make money somehow to afford food and stuff. But uh, you know, imagine, also, dude, imagine it being in Walmart or something. That'd be cool. That'd be neat, wouldn't it? But I don't know. Do they, they don't even sell Christian books, would they? Yeah, they do. They sell like Joel Osteen. They sell Bibles. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, they sell actual Bibles at Walmart. Joel Osteen doesn't count. Okay, I, I know Joel. Osteen I am not counting count. that as a Christian <laughs> book to read. No. Yeah, no, they have the Bible there. I saw it. At least the, the Queen James. 
<laughs> well, they probably do have KJB there. Um, yeah, I know they have NIV. I'm just I'm not a huge fan of NIV. That's just my own personal opinion. No. Um, but anyways, so uh, I think it'll it'll be pretty decent. I am gonna sell it on Amazon. I know that much. Um, yeah, Amazon's a great place. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, I know I'm gonna, we're gonna adver- I'm gonna advertise that thing, man. I tell you what, I'm gonna put that all over my TikTok. I'm gonna get you some sales, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Because that that I'm so excited for you. This is Thanks. this is awesome. Well, it's uh, you know, my goal is to. I love my job by all means. It pro- it provides for my family abundantly. Yeah. Um, but if I could be picky and I could do whatever I wanted, um, I think God has given me this passion for a reason. But I would go and I would travel and I would speak. Oh, yeah. um, and for whatever reason, whenever you, you write a book, it automatically gives you credibility. So that's, that's kind of another I've reason. I've written six books in my life. Like, exactly. Like people are like, oh, wow, he's written a book. Like it's like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Um, yeah. You know, but I got to go I, on tour with you someday. Oh, and, dude, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Do. No, that's what I'm saying. We are going to go on Yolt speaking. It'd be so cool. Adventures. Like, I've always, I've even made a TikTok about this, like, when I first came to the kind of the faith. Like, it's a, it was like, um, I don't know, but it was like one, a trend at a time. But I made it so, like, it's pretty much a picture of selling a house and then an RV and just traveling. And it was Billy Graham preaching in front of a bunch of people. Like, because I yeah. just want to, like, get an RV and just travel. Yeah. And then just preach and tell yep. everybody. And it's just, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I have two dogs, so that's not feasible. Um, they but can live in an RV. You could definitely do it, one hundred percent. Dude, you could put dogs in an RV. What are you talking about? Not my dogs, dude. No, mine is too am- am- ambitious RV. and rambunctious. Get a really big RV. <laughs> you, you could do it. Yeah, yeah. But they just have to make a lot of stops dude, at a bunch of random. Parts. Some of those RVs are huge and they nice. Are. They're millions of dollars, but they're so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, another topic, which uh, in chapter one that I hint at. So what I'm kind of what I'm the, the way I'm doing it is in the chapters that I write as a pertinent subject comes up, I'm putting in parentheses. Like, for example, I've got this uh, this sentence in here. It says, perhaps I drank too much cherry vanilla Coke. I didn't know it was uh, what it was, but it's something about that stillness healed me. That's what, a line in the chapter one. And then I put in parentheses God's voice. And so. If it's not the next chapter, it'd be one soon thereafter that would be titled God's voice. And so it's going to be, you know, how to hear it, what it sounds like, that sort of thing, um, how to find it, that is. And uh, anyways, so I'm going to put. I don't have a table of contents, you know, I feel like most people that write a book, they, they write out like the um, what am I thinking of? I guess the table of contents, but they, they outline it. They come up with an outline first. I'm not doing that. I'm just writing and then I'm going to. Like I said, since there's a, a parenthesis of a topic in there, I'm just going to write that topic as it comes. So, like, I'll, I yeah. finished chapter one, so now God's voice, since that was a, a parenthesis in chapter one, that'll probably be the, the chapter two title, God's voice, and then I'll write about it. And as a topic pops up in that one, I'll write about it in the next one. And then I'll have a table of contents that way. And it'll be easy to, to understand in terms of flow. At least that's my thought process. Yeah. but I'm excited. I am too. I, uh, I don't know. I... I like I said, I, I got to where I was enjoying writing again. And so today I had to stop myself because I wanted to write while I was working. I was like, I can't do that. I got to do it after hours. <laughs> and uh, that so must I, be tough. I, I didn't, you know, um, it, it's, it's tough because you, with my job, cause I work from home a lot, you have mm-hmm. to have discipline to a degree, which some days I'm better than others at because, you know, I'm, I'm at the house. I have all these I, distractions. 
I'm a huge procrastinator, so I couldn't do it. I, I procrastinate everything. I am too. Um, and I have to have a deadline. So thankfully in my job, I have deadlines. So I still meet my deadlines. It's just a matter of in my timing. So it, you know, I, I like my job for that aspect, but I also like my job because it allows me time that I need for, to do other things. So like if, if I, if something comes up, I can just go at a moment's notice and, and do whatever I need to do. If say like a family matter comes up. So it's a, it's really nice. Um, yeah. God has blessed me abundantly, which I can, I can go on for days about the blessings that he's given me. Um, but anyways, um, what are, uh, I know you gave me a, a, a topic thought, um, or topic idea. Um, what is something that you would say somebody who is new to the faith and doesn't understand the faith or somebody who has backslid and just basically wants to start fresh? What do you think that they struggle with the most? Is it, is it say, knowledge? Is it sin? Is it, um... it's, it's definitely sin because sin is a huge reason why people would backslide. And they need to understand that even if you sin, you know, like God still loves you. Like it's, it's never too late. Well, I guess take that how you want, but yeah, just because you sin doesn't mean God doesn't love you or anything. Like he knows you were going to sin. He knows we were going to fall short. Like you and me, like we sin every single day. Like nobody is perfect. And yeah. people need to understand that. For sure. And it's it's easy to fall into the sin and then fall into the depression and then fall into just, man, I'm never going to get out of this sin. It's so easy to fall into that stuff. But For we have sure. to realize that with Christ, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're saved through Christ and he forgives us. And it's just, you know, don't give up. Don't give up. You just uh, gave a topic for the, what's going to be my favorite chapter in the book. Let's go. <laughs> All day. So, um, I, I've talked about it in the podcast before about the reason we continue to sin is because what I believe is we love our sin more than we fear our God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll definitely expound on that. But um, in terms of this podcast, like, yeah, you know, let, let's talk about that for a second. Like, right. I don't know if we've ever dove into what the fear of God truly means. Oh, um, yeah, I, now, I struggle with that. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So the fear of God in, in simpleton terms um, is, is, I feel like that's a, a saying, simpleton. Um, I, in simple terms, it's essentially uh, people equate it to respect, but it's slightly more than that. It's the awe-inspiring respect of God. Um, now, when you read through the Old Testament, you see countless at times um, reasons for us to legitimately, if we are not saved, to be scared for our lives of God. Yeah, He is worthy of that. He can I do mean, anything. He, he, <laughs> he literally rained fire of a burning sulfur down on Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. So, um, you know, pretty much is today's world. If we're being honest, like it's straight up just today's world facts. So, um, (laughs) so God, if you are unsaved is worthy of being legitimately feared, like Mm -hmm. I'm scared. Um, but if you are saved, then you are under his wing of protection. And so you, I mean, you, you recognize that he is that, um, but it's, it's kind of like a, and this can be a bad example because of how polarizing Trump was, but it's kind of like Trump. Like as a president, we ought to respect him, um, mm-hmm. at least uh, not anymore. But when he was the president of the United States, everybody around the globe had a respect for him. Why? Because yeah. he, he, he could do whatever he wanted with the push of a button. And so people respected him for that. Now, not necessarily as a person, but because of the power he held. Likewise, with God, we ought to respect him if this is um, now for, from a Christian point of view. Now, for example, 
we live in the United States, right? So when Trump was president in terms of unleashing his power, we had no fear of that, the Mm -hmm. nukes being launched on us, right? From Trump Mm -hmm. by no means. And so likewise with God, I hate how I'm, I'm by no means saying God by any means. Um, But in this, in this bad analogy, um, likewise as saved individuals, we have no fear for God punishing us because we have been cleansed through Christ Jesus. We are made or we are forgiven. Um, but with that being said, if you are unsaved, if you are North Korea or whatever you in, the, in that analogy, that is, um, you would have the worry of being nuked. So yeah. um, I guess that's a, a fairly decent analogy, considering if you're nuked, you burn. And likewise, if you're unsaved, you also burn. Um, but yeah. If, so that's that's probably I probably just like made a lot of people's minds below because they're like, oh, my goodness. See, did he really just say that about Trump? <laughs> We're going to hit news articles. Right. Yeah. Hey, free publicity. What am I? I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway. Traffic in. Say it again. That'll bring the traffic in. Yeah. Facts. The traffic. Um, but I, I think unless you have anything to add, I think that's it for me. Uh, that's a. Uh, Anything no, you want to add? I, I, man, that was awesome. So, I appreciate it. Ooh, one cool thing is my mom's opening up her clinic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're very close to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. But Wait, did she already like, graduate? Huh? Did she already she did. graduate? Yeah. She yeah. did? Yeah, she has her, she has, it was uh, a few weeks ago. But she has, what? like, her papers and everything. Like, yeah. she actually, she's so excited. She keeps making jokes like, oh, I have numbers behind, or letters behind my name and stuff. <laughs> cool stuff like that. That's but, awesome. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, so. We're going to open up a clinic and everything, and, like, we're going to be selling stuff in there. So, like, we could so sell your book there because, like, huh. we're having, like, a whole smoothie shop in there. It's, like, a very, like, healthy kind of place also with her, like, medicine and all that stuff. That's but, awesome. But, dude, it's, it's cool. That's so, awesome. Good for yeah, her. Yeah. I know she's stoked about that. Oh, dude, you don't even know. She was yeah. so excited. I bet. I That's finally awesome, got letters dude. behind my name. <laughs> That's so cool, dude. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I thought for some reason I thought she had like another year or so, but I, that's awesome that she. Oh yeah, got she's it. she's officially done. I think she's doing like extra classes right now. Wow. But that's awesome. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah. God is so good. Um, mm-hmm. So when is she starting with that? Like when is like so for those that aren't aware of what we're talking mm-hmm. about, can you explain like what your mom uh, graduated with um, and what she plans on doing? So, oh, shoot, I don't even know. Uh, is it? It's, it's like, uh, I guess. Hmm, is the guess, word. Is it is the word homeopathic? Yeah, it's more homeopathic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's gonna have a clinic and everything, and it's completely Christian led. Like it is a complete Christian clinic. Um, it, it like she she has a huge calling. Like this is all God. Like she never thought she'd be where she is now, but God completely told her to do this. That's awesome. So she's opening up the clinic. Uh, there's gonna be a bunch of stuff there, obviously, like medicine. Uh, we're yeah. having like smoothies there. Have you ever had like uh, an acai bowl? A acai bowl. I've heard of it. I've never it. had it though. We're gonna have something like that there. Those are so good though. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna sell like medicine stuff like that. That's it's so like a, cool. I guess chiropractor and clinic kind of mixture thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's so cool because it's like completely like a Christian faith based kind of thing. Yeah. And it is. It's so cool. Like so. It's it, it, it's basically what she's doing. If you don't know what homeopathy is, it's basically she has the raw ingredients of say medicine. So for example. Yeah. Advil is called ibuprofen, so it's basically mm. ibuprofen, but without the chemicals of yeah. ibuprofen. And so she has. Like, yeah, I'm stuff telling to you, like pain. that stuff really works. Like, oh, I'm sure. It's, yeah, well, stuff. You, like I, I was kind of like at first, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, no, it works. No, like, that's that's the way God intended it to be. Is yeah, that we use the natural stuff? stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, I was a little 
Yeah, at first, yeah. but dude, it's it's cool. And like, yeah. so the school she went to too, it was like completely faith based too. So wow. like, it would make just even better. But dude, I'm so excited for this. That's awesome, dude. I, I so I'm gonna be a bar a barista at the yeah slushy bar. Okay, so I'm gonna make smoothies and everything. Okay, jamming out to worship music. It's gonna be so cool. Like, I love that. I'll send you a picture. But she has like a layout already made and everything. What? It's good. She has a conference room and stuff. That's she said so that cool. we could record in there sometime if you ever come down and stuff. But that's so cool. Dude, yeah, I'm down. Nice. It's nice. I'm down. Here in a minute. The goal is within the next year or so we're gonna be traveling. So yes, I, yep. I feel it. Big move. So, so I really hope so. I'll come up there and maybe, we'll, uh... maybe. So I'm graduating next year. Maybe I should just take a year off and just travel before I go to college. I don't know. What do you think about that? Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Cause I still don't know what I want to do after high school. Really, that's something that uh, you'll have to pray about. Um, yeah, I know. Cause I, I'm so lost. I don't know what to do after. I've been praying. And I just got nothing yet. Maybe something will pop up. But so it's hard to I have travel. Backup options. But... That's true. It's hard to travel without funds, though. Uh, yeah. um, so you'll have I'm to hitchhike. You'll have <laughs> you'll have to procure a way to maintain income digitally. My mom's bank account. <laughs> well, I guess so. Um, but no, that uh, wouldn't work. I don't know. If... If that would be entirely feasible, but no, um, not really. Some people that are blessed enough, they can do that. Like I went to school yeah. with a, she, a girl, like literally she, her first year of college, she went to like New Zealand and stuff. I was like, huh? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I was over here like scraping by with like 200 bucks a month. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, uh, I'm, by, I'm scared for college though. Y- you know, it's, uh, that's where I grew. Um, once you become independent as best you can, that is, I'm an um, independent woman. You you truly become who you are. Yeah. Um. So, in terms of uh, people that I know that had took a year off, like a gap year, um, they loved it. Um, if you are trying to finish school quickly, I don't recommend it. Um, but in terms of living life and how you should, and like, and with that, I mean, like, enjoy it. Like, enjoy what you have then I, I, I can see the benefits of, of a gap year for sure. Yeah. I just don't know what I'd do. Like, I'm so, yeah. like, uncertain. I'm just hoping Jesus comes back or God really tells yeah. me something hard. Well, just, maybe, a, maybe a football thing will work out for you. And uh, if you ever want to travel. I mean, and come... that, talk, that talk went really well with the coach. Did it? Uh, they, they really want me over there. It's a D3, so they can't give scholarships. Gotcha. But, like, they really liked me, they said, which that's is cool. really cool. Yeah, that's so, awesome, yeah. dude. It's a and Christian that's... school, too. Yeah? Completely Christian, yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, uh, it's G-E-N-E-V-A, Geneva uh-huh. College. It's in Pennsylvania. So put Pennsylvania. I was going to get the Switzerland one. But <laughs> okay. I was talking to one of the coaches, and I was like, yeah, you know, I have a podcast and everything. about. I talked about my preaching and everything. He's like, dude, really? That's cool. Yeah, we're completely faith-based and stuff. And, like, uh-huh. it's really cool. It's a really – it sounds like an all right school, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I will say no matter what school you look at, cause I've been to like three or four at this point, I've transferred a lot. Um, they always make it sound better than it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, that's being exactly said, what in mind. I was like, he's just telling me things I want to hear. That's for silly, sure. Man. And it's always worse than it is online. Um, so if it oh. looks good online, it's worse in person. Um, but with the that dorms looked really bad too. I didn't really want to live there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even want hey, to know the dorms I used to, to live in, dude. If I'm gonna live somewhere for four years, I'm gonna be living nice. All right, I yeah. don't care. I'll live in my car. 
<laughs> I, uh, my first, the place I went to college at first, it was a, it was a 10 by 11 concrete cell. Um, sorry, not concrete, uh, cinder block cell. Um, you have to pay for dorms? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, Remember, I was losing my car, dude. It's so much cheaper. Well, thankfully, w- with dorms, though, FAFSA can go in like uh, Pell Grant and all the government grants, they can go towards the dorms. Um, but if you qualify, and it, it's kind of bad because like, unless the, the only way you can qualify for Pell is, I don't, I, I think Pell might just be a Georgia thing. Um, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, so we have uh, we have our Hope Scholarship, which is like if you have A's and B's, you'll get the Hope in high school. You get the Hope if you have I like do that. If you have all A's, it's like you get the Zell Miller, and they pay for like ninety percent of your tuition, but Hope is like eighty percent. Um, but then there's something called Pell, which is for the people that have extremely low income. So it has to be less than like twenty thousand combined income uh, a Ooh, year. Yeah, that's really low. So the only way you can qualify. Is if one your parents really don't even work? Um, this person said Pell grants are federal, so yeah. So you, you, um, it's an. I move down to Georgia and say I'm homeless, and then I'll get a, a grant. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, actually. So um, because my wife and I got married, I qualified for Pell for the year 2018 because I didn't have a job in 2018. Um, I was in EMT school, and uh, my parents were supporting me then. But because I got married, I didn't have to support my or I didn't have to submit my parents' FAFSA. Or their uh, their income, so it solely went off of mine. Even though it was, I you know I got married a couple of years after 2018, um, so I only made like two thousand dollars for that year. So for a whole year, I qualified for Pell. And uh, so, anyways, federal grants are pretty cool. You should look into them. Um, definitely beneficial. Um, but with I say that going back to my dorm, it was a like I said like a ten by eleven cinder block. It was like ten feet tall, so ten by ten by eleven, maybe ten by ten by ten for all I know, something like that. Um, they gave you like the smallest little twin bed, maybe like even a single. I don't even know. Um, yeah, it was a single actually. Um, pretty sure if that's a thing. No. Yes. Yes. Incredibly tiny is what it was. I, yeah, you couldn't even roll over without falling off pretty much. Um, so, and then, uh, anyways, very tough water. Sometimes it was brown. Um, you had, are you kidding me? No. Um, sometimes the, the, uh, what am I thinking of? The uh, Wi-Fi didn't work. Um, it was the... Was awful. your roommate at least all right? No, not my first year. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, no. So he uh, he was big into the weed game. Oh, um, that's Yeah. Sucks. So, and, uh, but anyways, so... Dude, I'm nervous about that, too, because I don't want yeah. a weird roommate, you know? So yeah. if I go to Christian um, college, I can somewhat eliminate that. Yeah, well, hopefully. Um, but I will say, um, I, I made God rather gave me some connections and so i only had to deal with that for a semester because after my first semester i became an ra i became a resident assistant so uh i was basically like the the managers of the one of yeah, the managers of the, the dorms. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> well I, I did have to give some people some fines but that was their own fault consequence of their own actions um yeah but you're so, just doing your job yeah so i got a little bit bigger of a room i didn't have to have a roommate um really yeah maybe i should be an ra yeah no 100 percent should be Somebody on my so life. So did you get paid for it or how did it work? Yeah, so they paid me in free room and board. So I got to live there for free. So totally worth it in my opinion. Um Exodus I would become t- one of those. Exodus would call that slavery. <laughs> just so you know. Obviously it wasn't slavery. That's just how you, you know yeah. slavery as a term is defined differently in the book of Exodus. But anyways, um I'm not talking about that right now. Um but um somebody on my live just said that you can't 
eliminate with a T. That you cannot eliminate um, Christian school. Um, or sorry, as an option, but they said like you can't eliminate that because it's a Christian school. They have good dorms. So um, you just got to you got to go on a tour. You'll have to make the drive out to PA um, and look at it. And well, get, get, uh, yeah. How long is that drive? That's like a what? Eight hour drive? Yeah. 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 So that, that's pretty tough. Yeah. I, all I want is a decent school and a good dorm. That's it. I just yeah. want a good place to rest my head at night. I used to say that, too. You'll you'll become humbled, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have to learn. Yeah, um, man. Well, that seems scary. If uh, if you don't want to live in a dorm and you want to pay for your own apartment, what I can recommend you do is start to find a business that you can manage online and start promoting it. Now you're making enough money where you support your own rent. I'll put money into the stocks. <laughs> you- Was that gambling technically? Monthly income. Um, I guess in a way it is, but I, I used to, to, to play the stocks a little it, bit. Yeah. What if you're doing it in just like a, just going to invest later, which is an investment technically then. That's, I that's guess I don't want to walk the line of sin. So, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I use the stocks. God knows our intentions. Investment. Exactly. He judges yeah. the heart. I know. I, like, I mean, I don't see it as gambling. I just see it as investing. Mm-hmm. I guess some people, I guess would gamble, which is it why depends they on a lot of their money, but yeah. 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 Because like Which, people make careers out of stocks. They do. They definitely do. Like but that's that. It takes you like five, ten years before you can get to where you can take a monthly income out of your your stocks. But um, yeah, I know I invest. Better start now, right? I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but uh, with your age, because you turn eighteen in February, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man, I feel old. Man. <laughs> you're telling me I'm, about, I'm well, in January. I'll be twenty three. Jeez. Jeez, you're getting old. I know, dude. Um, anyways, my thought process is since you're about to be 18, um, if you ever oh, want to sit down and talk about finances in terms of what you should do now that I've been through it, I can help you with that with that. Um, but, uh, I highly recommend if, if at all possible, investing in a Roth IRA it, or anything with compounding interest. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've uh, taken an economics class yet, but this they, year I'm taking it. Okay. So they should walk you through this, but compounding interest is insane. And if you invest, I think it's just like, I don't know. I could tell you my numbers one day. I don't want to tell it on live by any means. But um, if you invest a certain amount just for like the first like 10 years of your life, by the time you're 65, you'll be a millionaire. So, um, yeah, that's how that's how compound interest works. Um, am I married? Yes, I am. But anyways, Me too. Um, no, because <laughs> because we are um, still recording a podcast with oh, all yeah. of that being hey, guys. said. <laughs> Um, I hope you appreciated that conversation. Um, if you heard the prelude to my book, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe if you heard something about Jesus or about the fear of God that kind of makes you think, maybe I should try this out. Um, <laughs> obviously nothing about, you know, well, I guess, I guess, uh, fear is a very powerful motivator. Um, <laughs> I know that's how I came into the faith. So with that being said, I say that so often, geez. Um, you're right, Cody. Right. <laughs> hey, man. Um, with that being said, that yeah. Being said, like, if you listen to the podcast, you say it, like all the time. You put even put it in your book, and I tried not to laugh. Yeah, no, I'm, I know. My wife, she said you need to quit saying "by all means," and I was like, Do I "Oh say yeah, that? by all means, dude." You that and 
yeah, there's a few words you say quite a bit, and yeah. it just makes me laugh every time. It, 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 I think it's something that pastors do, which I'm not a pastor, but like uh, I know every pastor I've ever heard, they always have a line that they yeah. always use um, to as a segue from one thought to the next. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I so what's mine? I want to figure out what mine is. It's not. I don't know anymore. So you did good about that and changing. No, that. it's it's. I, yeah, I, I worked hard on that. Yeah, you did good. Like, you did good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you've heard, anyways, back to the podcast, if you heard about God and how you, you now recognize that he ought to be feared if you're not saved and you want to possibly get saved so that you are no longer uh, to be fearful of him, um, which if you're just now tuning into the podcast or to the live, DM me so that makes more sense um, or go listen to the podcast. But anyways, and you want to, you want to give yeah. this God guy a chance. You want to have a relationship with God through Christ Jesus because Christ is our, our intercessor, of, uh, for lack of better words, so that we can have communication with God. Um, then pray this prayer. Codus, take it away. So I could just my phone turned up. Okay, so. Uh, all right, repeat after me. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live for you for the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, with all that being said, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Again, we have our socials. Go give them a follow. Your donations are ultimately going to be towards that of a missionary. We're working on finding yes. a missionary to, to give to um, or something along those lines. We still have to talk about it. But With uh, Luke count? That's what I, was, I actually just had a thought. <laughs> um, so, I've been thinking about that. We said yeah. it last time. We'll um, talk about it. Yeah, so thank you all for watching. Feel free to go give. If you do enter into the Patreon, the reason we did it through Patreon is because you enter a giveaway for uh, each different yeah. tier that you, uh, you donate. Um, so go feel free to look, click the link in our, our bios or whatever and uh, go look at the Patreon so you can see what you get for each tier. It's pretty neat mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but anyways, thank you all for watching. And with all that being said, Y'all go Godspeed.